listening to Saved by the Spell, a DIY podcast featuring witchy tips, psychic insight, and advice about what's going on in the astro, sex, love, and everyday stuff for you and me. I am your host, Marcella Kroll, and this is episode 21. Thank you so much for joining me for the last episode of 2015. It has been an absolute delight to come to you guys this year with this project and endeavor, and I am so grateful for your support, for every share, every download, for every question that has come in. Thank you. This last episode of the year, I really wanted to focus on how to prep for the year ahead for the new year. So to start things off, I would like you to, if you have the moment, just grab a pen and paper or, you know, whatever your tablet, whatever you need because we need to make a couple of notes about some important things coming up. But also, I wanted to share with you an exercise that I like to share with my clients and I like to do myself to get myself prepped for the new energies coming in. And how do we prep? How do we get prepared? Well, it's about spring cleaning, in a way, our personal energies. And how do we do this? We have to let go of the things that have happened in the year, you know, previously, energetically, by making a note of it or, you know, uh, just acknowledging them. Because by acknowledging, we can truly let the energy go and not be exhausted by feeling unresolved. So what you're going to do is on a piece of paper, and you're not going to do this in your computer, you need to do this with a good old pen and paper. And, you know, you can write your name at the top and write, you know, 2015. And then down below, you want to write each month on a new line. So we have January, and then below that, February, and then March, April, so on, and so on, and so on. And next to each month, you're going to write down something significant that has happened. Anything from moved, traveled made a new friend, lost a friend, went through a breakup, started dating somebody new, a new job, new project, ended project, you know, anything that felt quite significant, you know, uh, it could have been a turning point, uh, breaking a habit, you know, or starting a new habit, things like that. You want to write these things down next to the month where they belong. And when you're done, you know, kindly go over it, just really reflect on the year that you just had, and then you're going to get rid of it. Either you can rip it up, you can crumble it up, you can burn it if you like in a fire safe place, but get rid of it. The whole point is energetically, you're you're releasing it. You're no longer holding the imprint of what happened in your body. You might remember it, but you're not holding on to the energy of it, thereby allowing um, a nice wide open space of energy to call in and welcome in the year that you would like to have. And so if you want to, in addition to releasing the things of the previous year or the year that is ending, you might want to, on a separate piece of paper, write down what you would like to see for 2016. My suggestion for that is, you know, try not to get too hung up on very specific things, especially if you're really unclear about what it is you want. But if you are clear, really, by all means, write it down. 
But if you want to really hone in, ask yourself, like, say you're, you know, you want, um, I don't know, a Maserati. I know that's really random, but what is it really about a Maserati that you want? <laughs> you know, like, what's it going to make you feel like? Is it going to make you feel, um, uh, revived? Is it going to make you feel young and fresh? Is it going to make you happy? Because what you're really wanting to do is learn how to figure out how to ask for what, how things are going to make you feel, not necessarily about an object, right? Because the Maserati might not make you happy, but you really want to invite more feelings or situations or circumstances or experiences that allow you to feel refreshed, alive, and rejuvenated. And it might not be about a car. It might be something quite different. So invite in and ask for what you want or based on what you want to feel more of. Now, by asking these things, it doesn't mean that the bad stuff disappears. But the more you notice and allow yourself to observe the good things, the more you see the good things. It's really, really simple. So the more you focus on seeing and counting your blessings, the more you will notice them. The same goes for the dismal and the things that are anxiety producing or stressful. You are going to keep inviting them in if you keep giving them your undivided attention. So that will make them magnified. So again, we cannot prevent unfortunate things from happening. We cannot pretend everything's all good when it's not. But you don't have to give these things the attention that you've been giving them. So just remember, calling in what you want more of and saying thank you for showing me what I do not want when you see the contrast of that, but also letting it go with ease and grace. Okay, so next up, big thing people always ask me about is, oh my gosh, the Mercury retrograde. There's so many Mercury retrogrades. Oh my God, how come it seems like it's always happening? I want to tell you, it's not always happening. There are other planets that also happen to be retrograde at different times. Mercury retrograde happens about four times a year, and it's three weeks each time in the cycle. I've done a whole podcast about Mercury retrograde, so if you look in the archive at savedbythespell.com, I don't remember which number it is offhand, but you can look it up, and there is definitely one there. But I want to talk to you about Mercury retrograde a little bit, because as we move into 2016, there's one that happens straight away. To quickly refresh your memory, and if you haven't listened to Mercury Retrograde uh, podcast about it or you don't know about it, Mercury is the planet of communication and travel. When a planet is retrograde, it means it goes backwards, thereby slowing down. Slowing down the planet of communication and travel can create confusion. It can create delays. People can be late. You can be late. Um... Not ideally, so you want to prep for it. You want to give yourself ample time to get places, especially where travel is concerned. Mercury retrograde, it's not a wise time to start anything major, like a new project. Um, look for, a, you know, big new purchases, anything electronic. You you want to, if you have to, if you absolutely, absolutely have to, sign a new lease or move or something, you want to really triple check all of the details and the same thing with any kind of 
computer, electronics, car purchases, stuff like that, you really want to check the warranties and make sure you're covered. Um, there's a lot of miscommunication that can happen in Mercury retrograde, but the benefits of Mercury retrograde is it's a great time to review, reinvent, reissue, um, all of those things you can finish and it, projects and things that were left, you know, uncompleted. You, it's also an interesting time because a lot of people from your past can show up or old relationships can kind of resurface so they can be resolved. Like pretty much anything that needs to be resolved. It's not wise to start a relationship. Mercury is retrograde because usually by the time it goes direct, you're kind of, eh, okay, I'm a little over it. <laughs> so that being said, I'm going to give you the dates right now for the Mercury retrograde cycles for the year ahead for 2016. So you can mark them in your calendars and have a sense of when they're coming up. The first one is actually January 5th and it is till January 25th. The second one is from April 28th through May 22nd. The third one is August 30th through September 22nd. And the final one of 2016 is going to be December 19th, going direct January 8th of 2017. So usually too, some people, you know, are really big into like the shadow period, which happens about a week or so before the, um, and sometimes even a little bit longer, but it's a shadow period, usually about a week before Mercury goes retrograde. And then there is a Mercury shadow period a week after it goes direct where things can be still a little jumbled. But, um, you know, I, I would say if you can avoid those dates for signing contracts or doing any big purchases or, you know, starting anything new and fresh, you, you know, just try to, to follow the timeline. I think it will save you a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. One of the things that I do recommend for Mercury Retrograde, one of the best healing practices that you can do for yourself during that time is any kind of um, like child regression therapy, like healing past trauma from childhood, wounds and things like that. Also, past life regression is extremely helpful um, and favored during Mercury Retrograde because you're literally going backwards in time. So that's very therapeutic. Uh, a while back, I made for um, one of the bitch craft festivals, like I, I used to make like just these limited edition oils. And one of them I made one year was a mercury retrograde oil. Now, uh, people have asked me for recipes and things like that, because sometimes I will make these tailored things. I don't make these things in big bulk you know, orders and stuff like that, because I don't consider myself like a master at this. I just kind of go with what's needed at the time, but I'm going to share with you guys uh, a little blend. If you want to make your own, or you can add it to salt scrub that you might have, or if you want to make your own roll on oil, bear with me. I'm going to give you the ingredients, but the I don't really have exact measurements, so I'm just going to give you approximates. And if you want to mess around with it or try to add it to maybe some can't, like if you're making your own candles and things, these I researched and have found are very helpful for countering uh, and balancing some of the energies during a Mercury retrograde period. So 
Again, get your pens ready if you've got them. And this is a little mercury retrograde oil ingredients um, that I would add. So your base would be, I, I like to use fractionated coconut oil as my carrier oil because it's pretty odorless and it feels really good on the skin and it doesn't stain. It's clear. It's really nice. And it holds the essential oils quite well. So, um, so say you have like a little roll-on bottle. You want to fill that bottle about three quarters of the way. And you're going to add um, a couple of drops of each of these oils. I'll tell you which ones are, you might want to back it off on. So these are the oils that you are going to need. So for your base, again, you're going to need some fractionated coconut oil. For your essential oils, carrot seed, bergamot, rose, atlas cedar wood, lavender, peppermint, orange, and camphor. Now I know that seems like a lot. I'm going to repeat those again. Carrot seed, bergamot, rose, atlas cedar wood, lavender, peppermint, orange, and camphor. So I generally start small and you can use um, just a little drop of each. I'm going to tell you the carrot seed oil is very pungent, like it's very strong, so you really don't want to use a lot of anything. I would always add a little bit more lavender. That really kind of helps cut some of the stronger oils, like it cuts them down a little bit because the carrot seed and the camphor, if there's too much of either of those, it can be very intense and ruin the smell. But these I've found are so effective. You know, again, start with a little, like maybe one drop of each, and then you can add as needed and just be sparing. You don't need to add that much essential oil. And then when you're done, you can fill the remainder of the bottle, remainder of the bottle of your roll-on, and then um, let it blend. I personally also like to set an intention with my oil. Like if I'm going to make a carrier or something to, to keep in my bag or wherever I need it, I will put it on my altar to charge overnight. And can you make it at the, depending on the moon phase? Yeah, absolutely. New moon, full moon, those are all great, but you don't have to limit it to that. You know, you can, you can do it whenever you want. I personally like to make things at the new moon um, for new beginnings, you know, in the full moon for any type of like action packed, like really power punch, like energetic, um, you know, vibes with it, just really strong, you know, and this, so again, you know, a, custom tailor it to a scent that you, you know, that you feel pleasing, but those are the basic ingredients. You know, I can't give you exact because honestly, I don't use exact ingredients. I just kind of go with what I'm feeling with it. So that is mercury retrograde oil in a nutshell. So I hope that helps. Um, I wanted to also do a couple of other things I wanted to oh well and I would say people are probably going to wonder well how do I use the oil right <laughs> so I should tell you that um one of the ways you can use the oil is you can anoint yourself with it anoint your wrists your temples um 
your ankles, the backs of your knees, you know, the divots, the, you know, the ditches of your elbows, um, all of these, you can anoint your candles. Uh, if you want to do some spell work or if you're trying to speak clearly, uh, you can anoint your throat. Really use the oil however you feel needed. Okay, um, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to pull a card. Sorry, I know it seems like I'm jumping kind of around, but I want to give you guys a bunch of stuff to utilize as we move forward. So let me pull a card for you. For this new year, what we need to know going into the new year ahead. And I am using the Alana Fairchild Sacred Rebels deck. Let's see, pull a card. Okay. So the card we got is Seeing the True You, which that is pretty special, isn't it? Seeing the True You. So that's what this year is about. Seeing the true you means forget about all of the stuff that people told you you were supposed to, to present yourself as, at what everyone told you you were supposed to do, supposed to be. Allow your own beauty to come forward and be visible, not only to you, but to the world around you. It's really important this year that we really step into our authentic nature that we are taking bigger experiences uh, towards our own empowerment and that all of these experiences really support ourselves in a bigger way. Let go of what other, the idea of what other people think you should be. You know, if you've been confused about what motivates you and what actions you're supposed to take, like and how to be a responsible human being, but without morally, you know, bankrupting yourself, this is the year to really express yourself in, um, through your truth, okay? If you have been relying too much on what other people have told you who you are, this is the year to let go and to really break free from any karmic contracts not even just karmic, just like conscious contracts. You know, we grow up being told from the moment we're born who we are. And it's a lot of projection. And to the point that we actually are fooled into believing that's what we are. You know, I, I had someone uh, write me an email even just yesterday and saying like, you know, why don't you talk more about yourself? And I, it seems like you don't like to toot your own horn or talk about your experience. And I, because I, I do talk about my experience in little bits and, and here's why. Um, it's taken a lot of work to, to bring me where I am and I don't like to hold on to the past and I don't want to dredge up things that I, I'm not, I don't want to sound like a victim, you know? Um, but I will share this. If I listened to Everything that everyone told me I was when I was younger, I wouldn't be here today. And don't get me wrong, it's it's not, I haven't always been super, oh, I believe in me, <laughs> not in the very, you know, in any stretch. Growing up, if I can be so personal with you guys, um, 
I grew up in a really rough environment from day one, from day one. Um, when you grow up not wanted, or at least you, and you know that that's what's happening, even though people are just shoving you around to different places. Um, when you grow up and you're empathic and you don't know you're empathic and you're, you know, belong to someone that doesn't really know what to do with you because you remind them of something horrible that happened to them. When you remind them of that every day, even though it's never been your fault, you didn't ask to be here, but you're here. It becomes really painful because you grow up with the idea of you don't really matter, so why are you here? Now imagine that being imprinted over and over and over again so that as you get older, every situation, every setup is a complete reenactment of that same energy over and over and over again. As painful as growing up was for me, as painful as my experience of becoming a functioning human, I had to make some choices that at the same time, even though I had to fight through what other people told me I was or would never be, I had to at some point make a decision to say, you know what, even though I might believe this on some level, I know truth and this isn't truth. And even if I play along with this on some level, I have to fight to break through this perception of what everyone's saying I am and show them I'm not. I've always been rebellious. Always. I've always done what people told me, you can't do that. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove you wrong. <laughs> when people told me, you're never going to be anything but a drug addict, a mess, you'll probably be pregnant, you know, on welfare, you, you're probably going to make it. You're never going to make it. You won't even make it past 18. And I almost fell for it. I almost believed them. I was told I was crazy. I was told that I was not wanted. And I became addicted to multiple things, including an addiction to rejection and abandonment. Because that's what I was imprinted with. Now, the last, oh God, you know, I'm 20 years. It's been 20 years since I overdosed. And it's been 20 years of me fighting through the architecture that I was given and fighting through things because even though I couldn't see the true me, I felt it. I felt there was something else. Otherwise, why would I still be here? Now, I realize I'm being a little bit vague and not giving you the dirty, gritty details of what I'm trying to say about my past, but that's personal to me. It's super personal because it, it's like the seat of where I came from. One day, I will feel confident and comfortable enough to talk about it without hurting the feelings of others that I might, you know, implicate with certain things, but I, I'm not ready to fully explain explain all of the horrors that happened to me because you know what they did happen but 
they, so did all these other amazing, wonderful things. And I want to choose to focus on that stuff now in my life. I want to choose to focus that I got out of a lot of shit situations because there might have been one or two people along the journey that believed me. One of those people being my dad who adopted me, who passed away last year, and he's gone now. So I want you guys to know that who gives a shit what other people think of you? Seriously. And I know I'm saying this to you because I need to reiterate it to myself time and time again. How much, do you know how hard it is to do this work? I've done this work for so long and I've somehow managed to make it my business for the last seven years, dealing with people who hate on what I do. They just want to tear me down. They want to use me for what I have. They want to pretend to be my friend because they want something out of it you know, and take advantage. And I I don't blame them. They weren't raised to be good people. I wasn't raised to be a good person. I was raised to learn how to survive. I had to teach myself how to be a good person. And I'm still working on it because I'm not good at it all the time because I'm human, just like the rest of you. So this is the year to not blame anyone. We're not blaming anyone. We're taking full ownership of our lives and we're taking full ownership of how we see the truth within ourselves and if we don't like it this is our year to change it this is our year to step into our authenticity and just rise take yourself higher than what any other person told you you could do or be regardless of your circumstance it doesn't matter The only thing that matters is you doing your best. Okay, sorry, but I'm ready to move on to a few questions, and then we are going to wrap it up for 2015. Ellen in Wichita, Kansas writes, What are some basic witch tips for protecting my home, studio, or sacred space? Hi, Ellen. Well, I would like to say that definitely smudge and clear your apartment. You can use sage or Palo Santo. Um, Copal works really beautifully as well and smells great. Make sure that you periodically try to do it like once a week if you feel or once a month, depending on how, you know, how much foot traffic is in there and how much stress or what you bring home. The other thing you can do is I also, um, A line of sea salt in front of the door is very, it banishes out any negativity. Having basil, a plant of basil by the front door also keeps bad spirits out. My other recommendation for, you know, studio spaces and rooms is I like gridding rooms. When you grid a room, you can use uh, some four tumbled stones in each corner. Black tourmaline is great and obsidian for banishing negativity and protection, as well as citrine or rose quartz. You just want to remember to periodically cleanse those stones because they do suck up and absorb um, negative energies, okay? Paul in Boston, Massachusetts. I really like this girl and she doesn't seem to notice me. Do you know any love spells or attraction spells to get her attention? Hi, Paul. Well, First of all, I want to ask, and it might seem like the obvious things, but have you tried talking to her? Say hello. Make 
eye contact and linger a little bit <laughs> um, or just say hi. If you haven't done that already, I would highly recommend it. And, you know, here's the thing about love and attraction spells. They're out there, but they're really messy. And while I know people love love spells and things like that, and I even used to make little love spell kits a while ago, but I recommend working on loving yourself. I know it sounds like a bunch of new age, well, like whatever, but I really feel that when we do have that confidence to love ourselves, we can really attract the attention of a worthy and worthwhile partner or even companion friendships. When you can bring yourself into that frequency of love, if someone else is in that frequency, they're going to connect to you. If you're in the frequency of fear and insecurity, you're going to attract that same frequency to you. We do attract reflections of where we're at. So if you're in a crappy place and you're not meeting anybody, that's probably a good thing because you don't want to meet somebody when you're in that place because chances are they're in that place too. So my recommendation is do some heart opening work. Do some heart opening poses and yoga or meditations that bring in divine love and that frequency of love into your entire being and then start to see who comes into your space. Because when we mess around with love and attraction spells, it can turn into fatal attraction real quick or it can be, it just becomes messy. I, I don't recommend it, but you know, that's all I can kind of offer you on that. So I hope that helps. Last but not least, we have Jean from Eugene, Oregon. And Jean wants to know, how do you know the difference between a prophetic dream and an ordinary one? Well, I can usually tell the difference with prophetic dreams because they feel very real, very sci-fi, three-dimensional. Um, when a prophetic dream happens, I often can taste or touch or smell. It's the same thing for visitation dreams, like when I've had different relatives or people visit me that have passed on, it's felt very real. Um, so yeah, and an ordinary one feels very frantic typically, or it feels very like, I can tell it's just like a rerun of the day or, you know, the week that I've just had. So you'll start to get to know your dreams better. I recommend by jotting them down, keeping a journal by the bed. It's super helpful. So uh, start to do that and, and see what the pattern is. And the more you do this, it just becomes like an exercise that becomes comfortable and um, you can get a better idea and a better scope of what your dreams are telling you. And we can do an episode on dreams. I just didn't know if there was enough interest. But um, thanks for your questions, you guys. I want to remind you all that you can listen, stream, download, or, you know, share these po the podcast episodes for free. You can link them at savebythespell.com. You can download the Podomatic app on your phone and get them there, savebythespell.com. If you are interested in talking about a particular topic, 
or you want to ask me a question, please email me at bookmarcella at gmail.com. Include your name and where you're from. If you don't want to include your real name, you just tell me and I can take care of it. Try to keep the questions clear and as simple as possible. That way I can best answer them. I really look forward to connecting with you guys in the new year. I have a, some special guests coming in. I know I've been talking about different guests and I've had some already and I don't know it's just 2016 feels like things are moving quite along in a good way oh and last but not least I just want to remind you guys for those of you who do uh, enjoy my sacred symbols oracle cards I am doing a first time online oracle card training on January 9th if you would like are interested or would like to be part of that the registration for that closes on January 4th and you can check out the description at corvussociety.com I will leave links to all of these things in the description of the podcast on Podomatic so thank you so much for listening you guys thank you for the support that you've shown me and I wishing you all much love, prosperity, and joy for the year ahead. Much love and blessed be. <laughs>